Are you leaving money on the table by not following up with your contacts? Or maybe you are doing that, but you are not being consistent because there is so much happening all the time and it is impossible to remember all the details and tasks. Well, with email automation flows, you don't have to remember all those details and tasks. You just have to set up the email sequence once and after that, each time a new contact meets the criteria that you have set for that custom flow will receive the information that you intended them to get. So in this episode, we will explore the six most common email automation flows that can be applied to any business. Hi, it's Marilise and Laura. We created this podcast for you, a business owner and a marketer who wants to be connected, supported and inspired. Because no one wins alone. Thanks for being here and let's get started. Hi, thanks for tuning in. So today we will talk about email automations. And since Laura has tons of experiences here in setting up those email flows, then I will ask her to walk us through what are the most essential flows we should build for our business. Yeah, sure. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, let's get uh, some things straight. Um, what are email automations? Well, essentially they are trigger-based uh, emails. Uh, that you set up once and every time a new con uh, contact meets the condition that you have set for that flow, uh, they will receive the email or a series of emails, if you have set it up that way, that you have created for that purpose. And uh, there are many email marketing uh, softwares that you can use to create such flows. Uh, some of the most common ones are ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, uh, HubSpot, Constant Contact, uh, GetResponse, uh, keep what we use, yeah, Keep or Infusionsoft as uh, they were previously known. Uh, also, if your website is hosted um, on, uh, let's say, Thinkific or Kajabi or like any other platform that is created for um, online courses or communities, then uh, perhaps this uh, availability of email automation flows is already built in that uh, system. So make sure to check your options before you dive in and start building everything straight away. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> you, should, you should know where to start first. But let's talk about the most common email automation flows that anyone could set up for their business. Number one is uh, birthdays, right? At yep. least it was for us. <laughs> yeah, so birthday emails enable you to send those personalized birthday wishes for your contacts on their special day. Uh, but the thing is that you have to know their birthdays <laughs> before yep. that. So you need to gather those details and add them to your uh, CRM system and then it will send an automated uh, birthday email uh, each year. And um, another great thing that you could do here, especially if you have an online store or you sell some products, uh, is to use a special coupon code mm -hmm. for, and then um, they, they can use that to grab you know one of your products at a special price and is, this could be presented you know as a gift <laughs> we have a gift for you and it just uh, sounds very nice and really helps you to build that uh, trust and relationship uh, with the customer. And of course, the great thing with these birthday emails is that you have to set it up once and then it yeah. repeats every year after that. But you should only check, you know, uh, and edit the content at least, uh, you know, once per year. Oh, Other yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I might get the same wishes and the same visual. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's going to get boring. Yeah, it's going to get boring for sure. 
Uh, yeah, so definitely add a reminder for that in your calendar. Mm -hmm. uh, you could do it like at the beginning of each year or at the end of each year, but just be consistent with it. Also, it's a great tip to look at those uh, automation emails uh, once a year to check like maybe your branding has changed mm -hmm. or, you know, some websites or, or something like that. So all of those information uh, must be accurate as well. Okay, so let's move on to number two and uh, that's feedback emails. This is again a very common and practical thing that every business um, should set up. And uh, how this works is that once the purchase goes through on your online store, for example, uh, then the customers will receive a thank you email with a kind request to please give us some feedback mm -hmm. how we did on this order or how did you like the product. Uh, and um, my advice here is to think how you can make their, your customers' lives as easy as possible to really maximize your probability of getting that feedback. Because when it is like super long, super detailed, you know, 10 questions, mm -hmm. then uh, you're not going to get a lot of uh, answers. So what I have seen um, that are working very great are, you know, the typical um, NPS score. Mm -hmm. So how likely are you to recommend uh, us or this product or service to your friends or colleagues on a scale of 0 to 10. So that's an easy thing to answer. You know, you just select one number. Uh, or what I have also seen are like smiley faces <laughs> inside the email. So, uh, you know, a green happy face for a very good uh, service and maybe a red angry face for <laughs> not a very good service. Uh, and at least, you know, you increase the likelihood of getting that feedback and you can uh, improve your uh, service based mm -hmm. on that. And just to clarify, MPS stands for Net Promoter Score. If yeah. you want to Google it, uh, make sure to, to do that because it's a great uh, way to, to gather uh, feedback. Mm -hmm. But uh, also when you are gathering feedback, do not forget about adding good feedback on your website and oh, yeah. to your other channels because mm -hmm. you, can, uh, you can show that to your you know, uh, potential customers also. But uh, what if uh, I don't have any sales yet? Should I set up some online sales funnel for that? Mm, you mean if you don't have like an online store and you can't automate the, yes. like sales emails and stuff yes. like that? Okay. Yes. Uh, well, mm, kind of. So maybe you are, you know, in the B2B uh, industry mm -hmm. and you have like services that you offer and you send monthly invoices probably. Yeah. Then uh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> then what you could do is go to your uh, uh, accounting system where mm -hmm. you you know create those invoices and uh, download uh, the list of all the people who received emails from you let's say in the last month or mm -hmm. maybe if you have like um, regular customers then you don't want to spam them every month then mm -hmm. maybe do it like uh, once a quarter or maybe even once in six months depends on your um, customer base and you can just download all the emails of the people who received invoices from you during that period and then you can upload that list into the email marketing software and uh, you can still send them out this feedback email. So it is not completely automatic. Uh, you do have to set the reminder for yourself in the calendar. But if you do it consistently and if you have this feedback template uh, ready, then it doesn't take uh, a lot of time, maybe like 10 minutes max. Mm -hmm. Okay. It sounds like a great idea to, to set that up like that as well. I didn't, uh, I didn't know about that. You are doing some magic behind the screen, uh, you know, screens. <laughs> so, uh, but um, this really uh, also leads me to my ne next question, which is, you know, there are abandoned card uh, emails as well, because especially if you run this uh, online store and uh, you don't 
you don't want to lose some sales mm -hmm. just because somebody uh, you know in the middle of uh, shopping yeah, <laughs> will decide process. yeah so tell tell us about uh, uh, how to how to put that system uh, to work yeah, well, here it depends again what type of um, you know e-commerce platform you are using. Mm -hmm. But uh, I believe that all of the like most popular ones have this uh, availability built in already. So if you know your customer is logged in and uh, they just put stuff in their online cart but never go through with the purchase, then uh, you may choose to send them an email, let's say the next day, mm -hmm. like, oh, Marilis, you have some amazing products that are waiting for you in the cart. Maybe you want to go through with that <laughs> process and get those products after all. And this can be great if um, the customer, you know, forgot for whatever reason to go through mm -hmm. with the process. Maybe they had, you know, someone interrupting them or something happened with their connection. You, you never know. So it's a great way to be um, reminded mm -hmm. of your products or, or your company in general. And um, another thing that I have seen uh, many businesses do is include a little discount coupon with that email, uh, which can be tricky because you know some customers especially if they keep doing it repeatedly mm -hmm. uh, will understand that okay why should i buy with the regular price if i can get the discount code later on and then they will just wait for you to send that discount code uh, and uh, do the purchase then but i think that if you have like great segmentation in place then um, you could uh, define that okay only people who have never purchased from me before will receive this uh, extra coupon to really incentivize their first purchase and maybe others mm, won't receive that because uh, otherwise uh, there's this prob probability that they will try to use the system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I get that. So um, if, uh, if an online, if you don't have an online store uh, and you work for B2B, what should I do then? Because I, I might also have some clients who end up on my let's say landing page, but they don't do the next steps that I like them to do. What are the possible ways to engage these people? Well, there you need to have some lead magnets for sure, mm -hmm. uh, so that you can nurture those contacts. So depending on what you are offering on that, that uh, landing page. Uh, but if you have, um, for example, regular customers in your P2P service um, or, or your business, sorry, uh, then what you can think of uh, are possible, you know, typical times that your you know, customers would use your products or services. So let's say mm -hmm. you offer like coffee beans. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to understand with, you know, physical products. So let's say you offer uh, coffee beans uh, and uh, a customer ordered from you and you think it's going to last for three months or mm -hmm. so, then uh, send them a reminder. a reminder. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, okay, your supplies may be running low. <laughs> Maybe it's time to, mm -hmm. you know, uh, order again. And here it is uh, very great if you are able to make their lives super easy. So it's like, oh, just click here and we will, you know, deliver new products mm -hmm. for you overnight or something like that. So just think of um, ways that you can make your customers' lives easier by just, you know, popping up right before um, they need you. And this reminded me of an email I got from my dentist. Okay. <laughs> and I was very happy because I didn't remember, you know, when, when should I go again to yeah. check my teeth. And, and I got this reminder and I was like, yes, yeah. now it's the time. Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> I have also received those. 
Uh, yeah, but I wanted to talk about another email automation flow that I believe can be applied for any business because I believe almost all businesses have mm -hmm. some sort of events or at least online meetings <laughs> or webinars or you know some sort of things where you uh, where you sign up for something and uh, it is you know a, a lost opportunity if you don't set up like those reminders and follow-ups mm -hmm. and uh, things that are connected to that event because they are already you know warm they are coming mm -hmm. to your event so make sure to utilize that opportunity and uh, for example if you use any scheduling tool like Calendly uh, then um, this uh, opportunity is already built in there, so you can just uh, uh, use their own templates or edit the template, but it will automatically send uh, reminders to your um, people who signed up to your event. Mm -hmm. And we also have a similar thing in Keep that we use, so that's uh, very great. And um, another uh, very good thing about this is that you can build on that initial sequence uh, and keep nurturing the contact. And what I mean by that is, uh, like, let's say that someone registered for a mastermind, mm -hmm. then they will receive those reminders and thank you for attending the mastermind and all of those follow-up things. But let's say it's now like one week after that, or maybe even like two weeks, what's going to happen then? And you can, you know, send them more information that is connected to that mastermind topic, for example, so that you can keep nurturing and um, eventually you may also include an offer. Mm -hmm. So in Keep, for example, uh, you can create decision diamonds. <laughs> I really love the way that it, they are called. Uh, and that means that you can set up um, multiple possible sequences depending on what the contact does mm -hmm. in the previous emails. So whether they click, don't click, whether mm -hmm. they click mm -hmm. on a specific thing, whether they you know, open, don't open. So there are so many ways that you can um, define that. Uh, and um, that way you can really make sure that you send them to the appropriate next step and not, you know, just spam them uh, because that's the potential danger with those email automations that um, they become irrelevant and or too frequent if you know the mm -hmm. customer is in multiple flows at the same time. So you really have to take the time to, to think uh, and, and build this flow uh, in a way that would actually benefit um, pretty much that type of customer. But how often should I check into those flows? Because uh, it really depends on the flow and it depends on the industry, I understand that. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, for example, you mentioned Calendly mm -hmm. and, uh, and those uh, automations, I love those myself because they help me also to schedule my calendar, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and I know that things are in my calendar as well, the same way as they are in, in our customers' uh, calendars. Mm -hmm. But still, how often should I check those email flows? Yeah, well, I think that the most basic ones that are connected mm -hmm. to like meeting reminders, you don't really have to check those too often. Mm, of course, if your like location changes or something mm -hmm. changes, then make sure to, to change that information in the reminders as well. But for like any flow that is uh, providing some information or is like mm -hmm. uh, focused on nurturing the contact, uh, for those, my advice is uh, initially when you set it up, definitely observe like the first, I don't know, 20 or 50 people, like what, what's happening, where mm -hmm. are they dropping off uh, and try to improve that. And uh, after that, after this flow is really working, then maybe like once a quarter and after that time you see that okay it's still working then mm -hmm. maybe like once every six months but like bare minimum should be once a year just to check that is everything okay is everything everything working 
I, I hear there's a lot of work with the data and, um, and I also see this um, potential danger mm -hmm. in setting up too many flows yeah. because uh, those potential clients could end up getting all you know different offers <laughs> uh, from different flows so I think that's... Yeah, uh, yeah. that can be tricky mm -hmm. so uh, one way to avoid that is uh, you know create an, an initial flow let's say it's gonna last 10 days or, or two weeks and after that you will um, add you know a new tag for the contact and only after they have gone through the initial flow will they be able to you know go to the next flow mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that they wouldn't be in multiple flows mm -hmm. at the same time mm -hmm. okay that sounds like a solution still it's very complicated topic so but I'm so glad Laura knows all the uh, little details here well <laughs> I'm no expert here but uh, yeah there are definitely things that you can play around with and um, I wouldn't say that it's too complicated, but it is time-consuming. Mm -hmm. But like I said before, you just have to do it once and after that it will make your life a lot easier. And um, I just want to continue with a few more ideas, okay, <laughs> if we yeah, have time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, lead magnet downloads. So those are like definite must-be's mm -hmm. must <laughs> if you are already gathering those contact details for you know, giving them access to a tool or a download or a template or a book then make sure to keep nurturing that contact uh, because only if you are only sending them one email like here's your download then you know the relationship goes gold mm -hmm. <laughs> very quickly so um, make sure to think that through and also if it is appropriate you may include a call to action to either buy your product uh, or book a call if it is like um, a higher-end product or a service so that uh, they know what to do next mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But before you do this, you know, ask, I, I think you, you should make sure that the contact is interested and uh, they are nurtured uh, with enough uh, information uh, yeah. because otherwise uh, if you end up, you know, doing the ask too soon. Yeah, it's going to scare them. Yeah, all. exactly. So they will, they might uh, unsubscribe from your list mm -hmm. and you don't want that as well. So again, you should see the world through the eyes of your customers. That is true. <laughs> and last but not the least, uh, I just want to include the newsletter and membership signups mm -hmm. as well. I think that these are pretty obvious, but uh, you know, never assume. <laughs> so let's go over these as well, uh, because they're important. So once a person has decided to sign up to your newsletter, then make sure that you have at least this initial welcome email mm -hmm. set up, mm -hmm. which means that uh, once I add my email address, uh, then I will receive automatically an email in my mailbox saying congratulations, your subscription is now active and also what they could do, you know, with, uh, within your community, for example, mm -hmm. or if you have like any other resources they may be interested in, then now is a great uh, time to present that information. And uh, also if you offer, you know, this community or membership um, deal, then uh, make sure to really nurture your contacts through that trial phase because typically you know most uh, communities offer this three days or seven days or mm -hmm. ten days for free so make sure that you are mm, consistent with information during that period to really increase the likelihood of them actually subscribing uh, full-time mm -hmm. 
And if you are thinking right now, listening uh, what Laura is saying that, oh my God, it sounds, <laughs> you know, like a lot of work and why should you even bother to do it? Then I truly recommend you to invest your time uh, into building, um, you know, the, the most essential flows uh, for your business. And there are so many reasons uh, to do that. First of all, of course, it will save you time in the long run because as Laura said multiple times, you will set it up once mm -hmm. and let it do the work, you know, without this constant manual effort, right? Uh, second, it will help you to stay consistent. I'm sure you have all heard that marketing is all about being consistent and this helps you a lot. So your message, uh, your brand, you know, it will be it will have a consistent tone and timing and, uh, you know, helping you to create this professional image. Um, the third reason is that it helps you build um, and nurture those uh, relationships, right? Because uh, these automated emails uh, really helps you keep uh, your audience uh, engaged and, of course, informed. Um, the fourth reason is smart selling, meaning that uh, you can guide your contacts to the right offer at the right time. Believe me, they don't uh, um, you know, look at your brand as much as <laughs> you wish they would do that. And uh, last but not the least, the personal touch, meaning if you use this segmentation for tailored uh, content and uh, offers, Mm, um, you can do that without the hassle and uh, and your potential customer will, they will uh, appreciate that they will okay so <laughs> there you have it those uh, six essential email automation flows that we covered in this episode were birthday emails feedback emails uh, event and webinar signups then different lead magnets uh, abandoned cards uh, and you know there's so much more that you can do uh, to really maintain that consistency and build those meaningful connections with your audience. And uh, remember, there are many, many more things that you could do, but start with a few that are essential and then you can build on top of that. So we hope you have gained some uh, inspiration and of course valuable insights and, um, and we hope that you start you know, building your email uh, automations. Of course, uh, um, it depends on your industry what kind of uh, automations you, you need exactly. And for more you know, expert guidance and uh, future podcast topics, uh, do not hesitate to share your thoughts uh, with us uh, through the feedback form, which is in the description. Uh, next to the video here <laughs> or of course um, reach out to us uh, directly within uh, our Powerful Marketers community. So thank you for tuning in today and until next time, happy automating! <laughs> Bye! No one wins alone. Be connected, supported and inspired inside the Powerful Marketers community. Find the link in the show notes.